Once you are self-aware, you must make a change. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, hello, everyone. It's Deborah Kozowski here with another Millionaire Woman Show. And today, you know, I had a toss-up of what I wanted to call the show. It is the celebratory show. Six years ago, we launched the Millionaire Woman Show, talking about life, leadership, and business, helping you live rich from the inside out. I strongly believe that these principles and the stories that we share, the people that we've interviewed, the solo episodes that I host are all there to provide stepping stones for you to live that richness in your life, to feel like a million bucks, to take the actions necessary to go after those goals and dreams. So I was tossing it, you know, monitor your mind. Because people often think, you know, what's the difference between the brain and the mind? And, you know, the brain is an organ and it, you know, helps with our executive functioning. Our mind is truly focused on the thought process. So, you know what? I decided to call it shift your spotlight. And there's many reasons I am calling this because there are so many times along my journey that I've had individuals say, you know, you're meant for the spotlight. I've had people say that uh, you just want something for the spotlight. And truth be known, my sole focus of my life is to make an impact. And the more value I can deliver to all of you who are listening, the greater I feel when I know that it has touched you in a way that is productive, that have moved you into positive action. Because that ripples out to the world. I just wanted to start with a quote by Lao Tzu that says, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. So I decided it's the whole podcast today is celebratory, exciting, celebrating a huge milestone, a win. And if you're on your my social media, you'll see that we had a little bit of a photo shoot with my friend Tyla from Prairie Souls Photography. Shout out to Tyla for just capturing incredible moments. There's a golden picture of laughter and she just grabbed it and it was awesome. So today's podcast is called Shift your spotlight. And I really want you to think about your life, the areas in life where you're currently focusing your attention. And I want you to focus on what it is you truly want. So think of the spotlight or, or of a flashlight, thinking of where, where are you shining that light right now in your life, in your leadership, in your businesses, to think about what is it that you're wanting to create. You see, we have 
50 to 70,000 thoughts in a day. And we are only aware of a small, minute amount of thoughts that we're experiencing. Most of the thinking that we have occurs subconsciously until we shift our spotlights or our flashlight, our focus to a thought that we have brought to the surface to be conscious. So some of the things that I really wanted to talk about is really observing some of the thoughts that come up for you, especially when you're triggered. You know, people are often afraid of the emotions that come up. And I know, you know, I was looking at some of the emotions that, you know, I have a wide range of emotions. I'm a very expressive person. And the thing that I noticed is that our emotions are messengers. They're here to tell us something that we need to know about ourselves in any given moment. And I know for a long time, the emotion of anger was an emotion that I was actually afraid of feeling. And, you know, if what, you know, witnessed, you know, on movies and people in my life, you know, if they've experienced anger, it was kind of scary. And I didn't want to see them in that light. It made me uncomfortable. And, and I realized the times in my life where I experienced anger, that afterward, I felt a lot of shame. And just recently, a friend of mine um, asked me to do an assessment on emotional intelligence. And it came up in our conversation, it showed up in the profile of different emotions. And we started talking about the ones that I felt shame about. And it was interesting, because she demonstrated to me that there was a gift in my anger. And, and the only time it was to be true, is when I was being violated uh, for a belief I had on how people should be treated. And it got me triggered in the way of being angry. And she also showed me how I could be proud of how I showed up in those moments. Because one of the biggest things is how is it serving you and what is it costing you? And, you know, when I think of the times that I am in pure joy, you know, running stairs with my friends and, you know, participating in fitness challenges, joy and happiness, I can look at that as well. How is that activity serving me? But is there a cost to everything that we do? There is a serve and a cost. Fascinating, isn't it? So it's being able to observe those thoughts. And I look at where we're triggered and what is the lesson that we're meant to learn. Because if you have that fueled emotion, you can really especially the negative ones, right? The negative ones often put us into guilt and shame. And you can pull yourself away from that by doing some of the techniques I'm going to talk about today. So I'm going to dive in. So it's about shifting your spotlight, monitoring your mind. And it's really about understanding the mind-body connection. And reminding yourself that you are in full control you can take 100% responsibility for your life by knowing that you're in control of your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions, because they are creating the results in your life. But here's the thing. I want you to take a step back. Before the thought, what is the question you ask yourself? Or what is influencing the thought 
what made you think that way? And, you know, we don't get that in minute detail, but sometimes I think when we catch ourselves in a story loop, that if we go back to what was influencing that thought, and we have internal and external influences, and internal, you know, could be childhood experiences, the faith that we were raised in, you know, schooling, whatnot. It's about the stories we tell ourselves about who we are. And also who we are not. External is, you know, devouring the podcasts, the books, video games, movies, news. And really saying, where are we putting our attention to? And I know that there's so many educational, inspirational, you know, YouTube videos and podcasts and books. And then we have some of the video games that can be very destructive. And, you know, the kids will sometimes will say, well, they have nothing to do with the influence on my mind, but subconsciously they do. And movies, like what kind of things are you watching? And, you know, that when we see economy downfall or we see things in the news like war in Ukraine and, you know, all of these Uh, injustices, that it does trigger up an anger or frustration, um, sometimes even a hopelessness that you feel like there's nothing that you can do. Yet, if we go back to the thoughts, feelings and actions equal our results, how are we letting these things influence our lives to believe that there's hopelessness? To believe that there's nothing that you can do. If you can help one person, or share a positive message, you've already shifted your spotlight. So I want you to understand when we talk about the mind-body connection, to remind yourself taking that 100% responsibility makes you feel more confident because you're back in control. You got the steering wheel of your life and you're moving forward. And, you know, there's times that where you might feel that you've given away your power or you feel like, you know, the finger pointing comes out that you're in the blame and complaining that this person did this to you, or they're at fault for this happening. But when you go back and start looking at, well, what were my thoughts on the subject? What were my feelings? Did I feel I was capable? And I just gave away that power to someone else to make the decisions and actions. And therefore, I got the results. Right? Because that trigger is that everything, you need to see that everything is supporting you. And the world is kind of a mirror of what's going on in your mind, what you're believing about what you're capable of, and what you can do to make a difference in the life you're living, and how you're supporting the people around you. So I really want to dig into that your power can't be given away unless you give it. So I want you to stand in your power, be in alignment with your mind, body, and soul of the person you see yourself to be. And it's really time to shift your spotlight and tell yourself a different story. And, you know, over the years, I've learned that, you know, a lot of the stories that we tell ourselves until we actually observe what we are thinking 
and we don't even have to react to it. We can just accept that this thought is passing through. But when you start to question the stories that you tell yourself, that is when you start diffusing the negativity. Because often those stories are not, you know, because 98% of the thoughts that we have um, are thoughts that we've had previously. Majority of the thoughts that we have the subconscious thoughts are negative. So we want to take back that control. We want to focus on what's possible to be able to create the life, the leadership, the businesses that we want. But in order to do so, I take you back to Lao Tzu. Watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits because they become your character. Watch your character because it becomes your destiny. Now, I want you to think about the person you see yourself to be. Are you staying in that comfort zone? Are you resigning to your current circumstance? Because that's not where you're staying. That's not who you are. As you listen to this, I hope you're thinking about some of the influences you allow into your life. Are they serving you? Are they elevating you? Are they words of encouragement and support? And that's where I want to touch on language. What is the language you are conversing with? What is the language you're also tolerating? You know, if you're supporting and encouraging yourself with, you know, that positive pep talk and being supportive, then you're able to grow and learn. But then if you are in that place of self-depreciating humor, thinking it's funny, you're still putting yourself down. There's still that negative effect. So I want to caution you to shift your spotlight, focus on using words that are empowering. And because what you believe is, you know, in the language. So for instance, someday, and you know, there's a whole podcast on that. All you have to do is someday is not on the calendar. It's one of the most recent podcasts, I think a couple weeks ago. And, you know, someday isn't on the calendar. Nothing's on the calendar until we, you know, make a stake and put it in the ground and say, this is what's happening on this date timing. It's all on a piece of paper. It's all in our minds until we commit to it. So if you're going to make a commitment, let someday be put on the calendar that it is today. The other one is the phrase, I can't. And it's so often, you know, when we have thoughts that come to our minds and, you know, people have various abilities, um, ranging in so many different ways, you know, people will say, well, that person who has no arms and legs can't do that. And I'm like, you know, you'd be surprised what some of these individuals have come up with modifications and ways of getting around it because they want to do something and they're committing to it. So they're finding a way. And this is what I want to encourage you with your language is instead of saying, I can't, because what I can't truly means when it comes to the surface is I choose not to, or it's not a priority right now. And that phrase, I really caution people, especially when they're talking to their children or their employees um, or people they're leading to 
not use I can't, because they're saying I choose not to. And, you know, there might be situations you're tied up in a meeting instead of using I can't and making them feel like they're not a priority is to say, you know, can we schedule this for a time that I'm free so that I can give my full attention to you? Big difference. So pay attention to the language you use. Avoid using I can't because really it means you're choosing not to, you don't want to, and it's not a priority. The other one is try. Try. I can't tell you how long it took me to um, work with others, but not only that, myself, to catch myself when that word would come up to rephrase something, because try is non-committal. It's sitting on the fence. It is not something that's firm in the ground. So if I ask you, can you get this done by this date? And you say, oh, I'll try. To me, that means it's not happening because I want it. You're either going to do it or you do not. As in the famous words of Yoda, you know, in Star Wars, do or do not. There is no try. And I remind myself of that every single day because can you try to pick up a cup? Can you try to write a letter or type an email? Can you try to listen to a podcast? You either do it or you don't do it. So when you attempt or you try to pick up a pen, you're you're either picking it up or you're not. So we want some commitment. We want the skin in the game to say, these words are empowering me. These words are supporting me. And words that have that confusion of non-committal language or, you know, sitting on the fence, those words are not serving your subconscious, right? And when we're paying attention to those words, they become our actions and they become our habits. And this is where people, you know, can at some point, they can lose confidence in themselves because they break these micro promises to themselves, those commitments. They put it in the calendar, like, oh, I can move it. Oh, it's not a big deal. They'll cancel on themselves. They cancel those commitments. And as you continue to make cancel these micro promises to yourselves, you move into shame, self-doubt, whether or not things are capable for you. Now, what I want to encourage you is to shift the language. I'm not saying that things don't happen in life, that you don't need to reschedule or whatnot. But whatever you do, work toward keeping the commitments you make to yourself. Those micro promises add up and they do impact your belief in yourself. So really, we're going back to really paying attention to the language that we are using. We want language that's empowering because that influences our thoughts and our thoughts are imp- you know, really impacting how we feel about ourselves and our capability. And then they drive the actions that you're willing to take. Now, if you're in sales, for example, and you have a certain client that you have been working with, and your thoughts are, you know what, I'm just not succeeding at this. Well, if you're not feeling really good about how you're doing, you're not going to behave in a way that comes in strong and confident. And that individual will sense that 
they'll sense that you don't feel confident about yourself. So why would they put their trust in you? If you're not confident in yourself, how is someone else going to be? So this is where I want to help build up your confidence by starting to pay attention to what is influencing your mind. So let's talk about a few things that you can start doing to really get yourself shifting your spotlight to focus on the attention that you do want. So reframing is one. Definitely paying attention to that mind body connection. And when we have a negative thought that comes up, when we talk about reframing, it it really comes up with even the example that I gave you about anger, right? Anger can have a gift in it. The gift is noticing that boundaries need to be set, or a violation has been made. And, you know, it allowed you to speak up. And that bound, you know, lines were crossed and boundaries needed to be made. It needed some communication. So there is a gift in every emotion. But reframing doesn't change the outcome, but it definitely can change how you feel about the current situation. So let's say that you're not liking the results that you want. You can reframe, not liking the results that you've received. So you can reframe it in saying, okay, well, I don't like where I'm at right now. What are the lessons that I can walk away with that I can do something differently the next time? And it influences your next actions and what you feel, think and feel about what's possible. And when you can reframe it in a positive way, you can shift your trajectory to start getting some of the results that you want. You'll start getting glimpses of it and start creating momentum. The other thing that you can do is journal and write it out. And, you know, I've talked about this number of times and I've had journaling workshops in the past that, you know, journaling is like, as uh, Dove Barron says, is that you're doing a dump basically, and it can be diamonds and vomit or vomit and diamonds, he says, you know, in there, there can be a lot of just unload that you're just putting it in the journal. And for me, I totally resonated with that. Because when I journal, if there's any negativity, it stays in the journal, I close the book, and I move on with my day. And I don't carry that negativity that has come to the surface, it has put and put down in a journal. But also I can look at the diamonds that show up that are like a minefield of beauty and some of the sparking the new ideas for business ideas, for reaching out to people with gratitude and just so many different things that I, I, you know, can't even translate some of the ideas that, you know, can be in the next book or the next podcast or, you know, a blog post. It's really writing out and those negative thoughts get diffused and you're not targeting them toward anyone because you've heard the phrase hurt people, hurt people. And if you're able to process some of those things, you're not going to take it out in your day. You're going to be able to shift your spotlight, start creating those perfect days in your life to really have what it is you truly want. So really it comes back to monitoring your mind, monitoring who you are. You're already enough. I, I My daughter sent me a Sean Mendez um, little video and it was so impressive. 
you know, he thought, you know, if I can only have somebody remember my name, pretty much, and then I will be enough. If I can only, you know, have someone remember one of my songs, I'll be enough. And it was all about being enough. Or if I get a Juno, then I'll be enough. But he was already enough before people even knew his name. Now, I want you to know that you're already enough. And it's not like you need to fix or that you're broken. I'm asking you to elevate how you see yourself. I'm asking you to really see yourself in high regard, to know that if you long for something different in your results, it comes back to understanding where your influences are. And often it is the subconscious story of what you've been telling yourself about what is possible for yourself. Shift the story, shift your spotlight, change the words that you're using, pay attention to the language, stop giving away your power because you are more powerful beyond measure of what you believe is possible for yourself. And, you know, I really want to stress this with you because, you know, when this podcast started, I was sitting in the audience at a conference, listening to a gentleman walk across the stage, telling me how he could teach me how to, you know, start a podcast. And I listened to him and I thought, I can do that. I can do that. And all I kept thinking, and it was so, so interesting that in 30 days, I committed to 30 days in which I would launch the podcast. And with the help of Cheryl Davey and Dave Jackson really supported me in making that so to the very day we launched with 10 first episodes. And it has been a phenomenal journey. And I just want to give a shout out to all of you who are listening in new listeners who share this with other people, that this is why I'm here. I'm here for you. Like we're not, you know, going out and monetizing and telling you to do this and that. I am doing this because I just love to share knowledge. I love to get emails or messages from people that there's been something in one of the podcasts, either with a guest or myself, that there has been a total shift or the smallest shift that's make the biggest difference. And I just want to, before we close off here, to just, again, I'm just in pure gratitude of six years of podcasting and for you to put your time in listening to the millionaire woman show. I hope you've grown as much as I have in the process and just that you're an amazing audience. And I am also inspired by our incredible guests and then the people I get to interact with on a regular basis. Like I cannot express enough gratitude or appreciation for all of you. Um, and I encourage you to continue to share this podcast with other people for them to really dig into their mindset and that they have a lot more control over their circumstance than they believe, because it's not until people, you know, 
burn the, burn the boats per se. And that's a metaphorically no burning allowed, but metaphorically it's a literal sense that when you need to find the resources or you need to find the people, or you need to come into this place of trusting yourself and knowing that each action, each thought you have being very intentional and really paying attention to how about how you feel about yourself and who you are and how you're showing up and the difference you're making in the world. That's when those results start coming in. And I'm going to leave you with this famous quote by Marianne Williamson. And I really want you to just let it soak in as part of my gratitude, but also that I see you and that you are powerful beyond measure. It goes like this. Our deepest fear is that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And it is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God and your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's just not some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people the permission to do the same. And as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I want you to be inspired. I want you to live up to the aspirations that you see for yourself. Tap into your strengths and start getting the results that you want. But what's going to take, it's going to take a shift in your spotlight. Focus on what it is that you truly want. Start paying attention to what is influencing your thoughts, your feelings, your actions and behaviors, and the results that you're currently getting. Knowing that you don't need to resign yourself to your current circumstance. You have the power to ensure that you have that mind-body connection, that you are in full control, you taking 100% responsibility for the life that you want to lead. And you're going to start today, one action at a time, building momentum, creating the life that you want to live intentionally, filled with gratitude and appreciation. Knowing that anytime you feel off track, it's an opportunity to make the greatest comeback. Each stepping stone, you become a new person, a new person with a different perspective, who wants to challenge themselves to grow. You are not fixed, needing fixing. You are not broken. You are enough already. And I want you just to dig within you to pull out 
that potential, to step into that potential of the person you truly see yourself becoming. Again, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for listening to The Millionaire Woman Show. You can also go over to my website. If you haven't already, put in your email address, get the 10-page PDF of Reset Your Mindset. Let's make things happen together. When you can focus on growth and challenging yourself to become the person you see yourself to be, unlimited potential, limitless And may you walk through this world fearlessly becoming that person. Please rate, review, share this podcast, take a snapshot wherever you are, what episode you're listening to, tag me. I would love to share it in my social media. And thank you again for being there. As Mahama Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And as always, go out and make today great.